Hey, what's up? It's Laura Landers, and you're listening to the Live Sick, Die Ill podcast episode, Nick Clark. Did you know you're your own podcast? You're not even a number. You're a name. Really? I just made that up right now. Hey, I love it. <laughs> you know what? And when I was in college, this is a really side note, and then we're going to get right into it. Yep. In college, they advertised that you're a name, not a number. And then as soon as we auditioned, we were a number. Once we got into the college, we were always numbered. We got put into <laughs> classes that were numbered, and it was like such a lie. <laughs> so I'm not lying to you here when I say that you're a name, oh, why not a they? number. Thank you so much. Thank you're you, welcome. You. So, Nick, okay. I wanted to bring you on this podcast because you have gone through like a crazy 180 career change. And what I love about that and what we're talking about on this podcast is just like what happens in life when you go through something super severe, which is a career change or is something traumatic or something amazing, any of the spectrum. And you have really done a big change in your life with your career when you started where you're at and you're I mean I would just love to hear all about it because it's quite a story and <laughs> what is this smile oh no I'm just I love it no oh. I, I love it I just I can like I feel like your humbleness is really coming out right now because you are very humble um and what I what I view from the outside is that you're like this booming success. I don't know if that's what it feels like, or maybe it does feel like that. So um, I feel like what a lot of people hear in life is the story of the struggle, yeah. right? Um, but very rarely do people get to hear the story of success yeah. from the struggle. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you have the success. Maybe I'm wrong, and I'd love to hear about that, but... Let's start from the beginning. Yeah. So you went to college mm -hmm. for? Uh, football. <laughs> and then what happened from there? Because we know that you did football. Yeah. And you're incredibly smart, clearly, because you did engineering. Uh, so, yeah. So I went to Texas State University on a football scholarship. Uh, my got my undergrad in math and got my master's in physics, oh and then God. went into engineering after that. Okay. Or I guess my, like my, uh, the specialty within physics that I did was material science, which is like a lot of people that do material science go into um, like electrical engineering, mm -hmm. like, like very small scale electrical engineering, which is, you know, chip manufacturing and that sort of thing. Yeah, so that's what you did. Yeah. And you enjoyed it? Yeah. So the whole... I enjoy... I enjoy... I, en I enjoy chaos. Like, that was very... That was a very chaotic environment. Because mm. the... Like, the high-tech field moves very fast. Like... Mm. Like, everything in your computers and phones. Like, the people who make those chips, they're making four to five like different nodes of those chips like every year oh wow so like you you tool you know you tool like the whole process to make this <clears throat> the, this one let's say level eight of this chip yeah right? and then you send out thousands of those and then three months later it's like hey guys we're on to iteration nine so you have to oh figure out 
like what tooling and stuff you need for the new process for this new chip and it's like that and you thrived in four that. times a year and yeah i i like yeah i'm i like i liked the chaos yeah so what when you went to college for football and by the way for the listeners just wait because the, the story gets so much better i'm like so stoked on this but i actually i i remember you saying a while ago that you went to college for football but Give me a, a little insight behind the – did you ever stop football in college? Did you do it all the way through? Did you, like, want to be a professional? Um, I'm, I'm clearly – if you went to college for it, I bet you did. But then, like, where was the switch from that to getting your master's and moving forward with that? Um, so, you know, every, you know, Texas high school football is, you know, life. So after that, I actually went to the Naval Academy to – because they – Literally because they played football on TV. And, like, that's, you know, that's uh, all every Texas high school football player wants to do is play big-time football on Saturdays on ABC or whatever. Amazing. And uh, I was a shorter guy for, like, the positions that I played, so I didn't get a whole lot of looks from, like, the huge, you know, UTs yeah. and Alabamas and all those schools. So <clears throat> a Navy... Naval Academy was like they, you know, there's the Army Navy game, there's the yeah. Navy Air Force game, there's the Navy Notre Dame game. So I figured, like, oh, I'll go here and play, you know, four big time games, um, you know, a year. And I went up there, and like, it's a very rigorous, right? It's a very rigorous schedule and all that. But really, like, the cold is what <laughs> <laughs> detoured me from staying up there. And you have to serve five years afterwards. And as a you know, 17-year-old kid, like, being in this, like, rigorous place for 10 years, like, that just seemed like a whole lifetime. Yeah, that was a big for commitment. For me to be in the cold, like, so I was like, I oh, okay, you. I'm, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. And then transferred to Texas State University. And, uh, yeah, I mean, went down there with the with the focus on football and trying to hopefully get into the league one day. And I guess maybe my – junior year uh i graduated early mm. um and so my senior year i had the choice of and I, I like i won this award that gave me like 20 i think 20k in scholarship money yeah so that was on top of my football scholarship That's so amazing. basically i was thinking okay i can double major like who wants that or <laughs> <laughs> or i can get you know get them to pay for my grad school and that's what i did and I just had much more of a connection with the physics students, really, than mm. I did, like, the math department mm. students. Like, the physics students were, like, like really cool and still some of my best friends still that's today. That's awesome. And uh, so, yeah, that's why I majored. That's why I got my graduate degree in physics. And so, really, around that time, like, senior year of football is when I started to say, like, okay, maybe, like, the NFL – like isn't my thing yeah and i'll pursue you know pursue academia in the research field and that sort of thing so let me ask you just said that you realized that the going into the nfl wasn't realistic when you went through that mindset like how did you grasp that and then let it go and move forward because changing like that especially dude when you're going to a college for that yeah and then you decide like I just spent, well, you said you graduated early, so I don't mm -hmm. know, three-ish years mm -hmm. doing that. 
letting it go is so hard. Yeah. How yeah. did you just give your peace to that and move on? Well, I mean, <clears throat> I just seen, you know, like when you're a freshman, when you're a freshman playing ball, and I started all four years there, so I was like cool with all the people who did go to the league, and like I was seeing like the guys who didn't make the combines who would go do arena league stuff or CFL or just try and try and try and try. And I had an injury my junior year. I tore my PCL. Mm. So, like, things were just, uh, you know, I had, yeah, I just had the choice of being, like, because I was also really good at academia and I was really good at football. But the, the barrier to entry to NFL was going to be a lot uh, longer. And that's like a full-time job. Like, trying yeah. to get into the league is, you know, like, workouts and just really focusing on right on that so I was like okay I got academia working out for me too I'll just pivot here and it wasn't a huge for for me at least it wasn't yeah. a huge like let down like oh man I'm not gonna go to the league I guess yeah. I'll do physics now it was oh physics just makes more sense right now I'll go yeah. here so was it more of like a you dreaded the long haul for something that you knew wasn't exactly what you wanted so you're like let's just Move forward at a faster pace. Absolutely. That's great that you had that opportunity. Yeah. So now that was like step one was football. Mm -hmm. And step two was physics. Yep. Step three is something totally different we haven't talked about yet. And that is your transition from physics Uh into the music world, Uh the music industry. Yeah. Which is how we know you. You know, we... Me and Jordan, Jordan and I, we didn't know you before that, you Uh know, even uh though we were both in Texas and different Uh parts. I'm assuming you have played music your whole life. Uh, So I, I took piano lessons when I was, I don't even remember, maybe five or something like that. But then, you know, peewee football starts at like six or Mm. seven. So like, I took peewee is the cutest name ever. (laughs) Just had to throw that in there, just to see you playing pee wee football. That's so great. So, like, I took lessons, piano lessons, and then once football started, it was you know it was football for the next fifteen years of yeah, my yeah. life. Uh, I did like once I got into junior high, I picked up French horn. So, like, that was my first like. I didn't know that. Um, wow. Um, what do you call it? Like, you First know, for, formally taught, you mm. know, instrument. And, um, you know, once you get into high school and you start working out with varsity, it's like, all right, dog, you got to pick football or French horn. Like, Yeah. <laughs> and so you picked football. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which actually, I only know people that usually pick the music side. Ah. So that is, that's really cool. My freshman, I did try to do both. Like, I was the kid who would like, you saw me in uniform marching during halftime at the games. That's not exhausting at all. Or maybe it wasn't then because you're a teenager. Yeah, you I, I, yeah, I was going to say it wasn't exhausting then because I was a teenager. You're just shoving pop tarts <laughs> in your mouth, and you're like, "This is the best fuel I've ever had." I like lived off of Taco Bell, uh, eating fried chicken before the games. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, so you know what I because this is this is really interesting to me because I truly. With what you're doing now, which we're going to get into, I feel like this is like a surprise. Like we're like not telling people what you're doing yet, but we will. Um, 
I feel like just with what you're doing now with your career that you've been playing music your whole freaking life. No, I didn't really start. I didn't really start taking bass. I'm a bass like bass guitar is my main instrument. I didn't really start uh, like real. So like my senior year of high school, second semester, the bass player at our church left, and like I sang in the choir, and it was just like, oh, the bass player left. I'll go buy a bass and figure out how to play it. Yeah. And uh, that's what I did. But so like that was my second semester of senior year. And then right after that, I think June, like uh, school uh-huh. school is over in May, June, uh, uh, boot camp started for the Navy. So mm. like I had a good semester of like really like trying to pick through the base. But like after that, like it stopped because of boot camp. And then I started to pick it up again, maybe my like right before my junior year of college is when I started. So to that's pick. like three year gap. Yeah, that's a long time. It it is. I feel like with music, but I, I just grew up around it. Like my mom sang, yeah. my dad has tons of records. Like if the music is in you already, you know, just figuring out the mechanics of an instrument doesn't take a whole lot of time. Yeah, yeah. So, wow, I'm honestly fascinated because I had no idea that this was your story. <laughs> this is incredible. So, I just imagine you, by the way, like that you realize that at your church they needed a bass player. You bought a bass. I truly could see you in your room just playing for like three hours and you got it down. And then you played the next Sunday for them. Well, like, you know what happened is there was this uh, blues, like it wasn't even a station. It was like the local you know, public radio station that had blues every day from six to eight. And that's how I learned how to play the bass. That's awesome. Was just listening to the blues on the radio and picking out, you That'll know. That'll do it for you. Because blues is one, four, five. Mm-hmm. And that's what the American songbook is based off of. So I feel like if you learn the blues, like that gives you the building blocks to. Yeah. To do anything else in music. So, I mean, I'm not in the music industry, but Jordan is, and Jordan's a bassist, and he tells me all about that, and so I feel like this could have, this could easily turn into a music podcast right now, (laughs) but only with my knowledge from Jordan. Right, right, right. So I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, so you play in the pocket, right? (laughs) How's your tone? Uh, You know, just, do you... Do you slap or do you do you not like how high do you play your bass? I'm like, okay, Laura, I just I'm like running these questions right, through right, my right. head. Like, I don't need to impress. You, you know enough. Abs- I don't need to you add. You don't need to, to that. impress anybody. You, we'll put you on another podcast someday to talk about music. Jordan can replace me, and y'all right, can right, just right, talk right, one right, day. Right, 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 right. That's incredible. So, you finally got into bass um, around junior year mm-hmm. in college, mm-hmm. and did you like? just pick it up and run and you've never stopped or did you like uh no just started playing at church uh church around the austin's so texas state is texas state university san marcos which is you know 25 minute drive away from austin mm. <clears throat> so uh yeah i just started playing at church and yeah just kind of grew from there so here's where it gets juicy for me at least is when did you decide, now that you're playing bass, you're playing it for your church, you got your master's in physics, was there like a, a I mean, it's almost cliche to say, but was there like that aha moment, that shift that you decided to let 
physics go and start playing music and go after that for your career? Or um, was it like a slow? Yeah, it was just kind of a slow, <clears throat> it was just kind of a slow, gradual kind of thought process. I So I, grad, I got my master's in spring of 2009. Is that right? Ish? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> spring of 2009. And then actually the semester after that is when I met uh, my my now wife kelly the best the best and uh that year so that year after my graduate degree i just took a year off from like everything mm. just because i had been like going so you know yep like i was a freight train i don't like i look back now and say like man how was i able to stay that focused because i was did you ever burn yourself out <clears throat> no i don't no I mean, some people outside looking in, probably my mom or somebody would say that. But like while yeah. I was in it, I was just, you know, just had my head down yeah. and it was just going. It was that's awesome. You know, it was just normal. Like one one thing, <clears throat> like when I went to the Naval Academy, like the schedule was like a, you know, you were going from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night every day. That's hard. Like rigorous. And so like once I got to like civilian school. You know, it was just like three or four classes a day and then football practice. And then you had to, you know, and then you had the option to do what you wanted to do. Mm. So I was like, oh, this is, this is nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was kind of already ingrained in me to like go to eight classes a day and then extra tutoring mm. after classes and then football practice. And then there was a mandatory study time. And then you wow. had 30 minutes to like, you know, to yourself to write letters or whatever. So like that was my schedule for six, oh seven God. months. So once I got to Texas State uh, and saw how non-rigorous the schedule was, I just kept a few of the, like I still kept like my seven to 10 study time yeah, yeah. at night. And uh, yeah, I just kept that, that habit up. I just kind of kept up the That's habit amazing. of... So oh. you're not a lazy person then? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I view myself as a lazy la person. If la that happened to me, I'd be like, I'm taking my time. <laughs> it didn't sound like that's what you did. I mean, yeah. clearly you were like happy yeah. to keep going. Yeah. So, yeah. So that year off, I, <clears throat> yeah, I took that year off just because I've been going, 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 going. And so that year, like my way of making money was, was music, mm. playing gigs, playing church gigs so on and so forth and then the year after that is when i got a call from samsung austin semiconductor mm. like i had friends that i went to grad school with who had jobs there and you know they had mentioned me to samsung and i applied and Love that. yeah uh so i became a chemical vapor deposition engineer for samsung austin semiconductor <laughs> which sounds a whole lot more like I'm like what the right <laughs> I feel just so dumb but right. I love that right like everybody outside of the semiconductor industry is like dude what did you do and like everybody <laughs> inside of the, of the industry is like oh man that's all you did <laughs> oh, I love it I love it <laughs> the engineers uh, listening are like yeah 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 right They're like yeah whatever you ran machines <laughs> That's insane. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I did for, I got that job in 2010. And just, like, really, 
like I had that job, but I was still like playing gigs and, you know, just my, uh, I guess just continuing to move up the ladder of Austin musicians, becoming like a first call bass player for a lot yeah. of stuff. And then hanging out with guys who were doing music full time because like I didn't really have an example of that growing up. So it was mm. like doing music full time really wasn't even a like it wasn't a career. Y yeah, it wasn't anything that I was thinking about at all. Ah. And then once I started playing with those guys and seeing what the lifestyle was like and seeing like, oh, people do play music for a living full time like. Yeah. Um, I just started to develop more confidence in the thinking, man, I could, you know, I could do this. I could do this. And, uh, um, cool. but man, like that job at Samsung chaotic, right? It was an all day chaotic job. I had to be there for pass down at six 30 and I was pretty much there until on average till about five 30 or so. Oh yeah. That's every long day. day, every day. And, uh, but I would do that, go home, like maybe eat with Kelly practice and then go gig like yeah three to four times a week so i was engineer day wow. musician night and then it just kind of came to a point where like kelly like just encouraged me it was like why don't you just do music full time and i was like huh <laughs> that's so interesting that she pointed that out to you yeah absolutely did she and i don't know if you could speak for her in this but did she uh, say that to you because she was like frustrated that you weren't around a lot, or did she notice that you were falling out of love with your job, or um, was it none of that? No, more, more so it was just you know not being home a lot. Yeah, because uh, I, I was I didn't fall like a lot of people's like career change stories are like, man, I hated my day gig, so yeah, I started yeah. my business. So like that wasn't my story at How all. How unique! Like, I, I love that. I felt. Like I literally felt a calling to do music full time. Like wow. it wasn't, man. I hate my Samsung job, and yeah, you know, I, you know, want to do this like entrepreneur thing. It was like I felt called yeah. to music because of the relationships that I was developing, and I was like getting getting involved in like the church community a yeah. lot on the scene, and there's a lot of. <clears throat> uh, because of my background in science, um, like I was, ha I was starting to gain relationship with a lot of the atheist community, mm -hmm. and like able to have, you know, discussions about the best. church and and philosophy and all these things like yeah. within that community. So I just felt more of a like that my influence on Earth, like right yeah. in life, was being in that community. Like that would be. Like kind of more of my stamp, sure. rather than staying at Samsung. Like at Samsung, I was having a great time there, but really didn't feel the same, like human to human level of impact. Yeah, that I had, especially in, on the in, spiritual in the level. music scene on the spiritual level. Right. Wow. So when when Kelly mentioned that to you, and then you kind of did that rest in you for a while before you decided to go full on music? Oh, yeah. I was, uh, so I was there for five, like, a little under five years or something around there. But like the late, the last two years was two years of me like studying, like, you know, I was reading biographies and interviews and listening to all that stuff every day. Mm. 
I was at lunchtime every day. I would, you know, the first three to four years I was there, you know, lunchtime was, all right, go hang with the fellas, you know, whoever, like during lunchtime, and like that's a break and then come back and get to work. Like the last two years, like I went up to the bake to the break room and like like was reading Bible plans so I could just be more aligned with what God wanted me to do. Yeah. And uh you know, God just he just started aligning stuff like those last two years to let me know that like, hey bro, I got you over here, just to let you know I got you. That's awesome. Like it's not gonna be anything you know, by your own power that gives mm-hmm. you success. And it's just going to be Ooh. me, um, you know, aligning things for you. All I need you to do is just follow me. And uh, he just started, like, putting together, like, clear signs uh, that really illuminated that truth to me. And then... That's amazing. Like, once the, you know, like, once the scale tipped over to, you know, like, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like there's a... Like, there's a scale of, like, fear and faith. And, like, a lot of the time, we're, like, doing things out of fear. And, like, the like, like God gives you these, like, nuggets to, like, help you grow your faith. Faith, 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 mm. faith. And then, like, the scale tips over. And it's like, oh, my faith is greater than my fear now. I'm going to go this faith direction. Yes. Ooh. Get this man a microphone. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> He's got one now. Oh, my gosh, Nick. I, thank you for bringing me to church this morning. I love that. So now that you are, I'm like in this journey with you now. So now, time stamped, we are here. You've gotten the faith over fear. You're going after music, but you're still in Texas. Mm-hmm. And if you guys didn't know, Nick is playing for some really big artists now, which in a lot of people's eyes and probably yours too, that's a big sign of success. And we all know, I mean, we're, we're just talking about God's favor and mm-hmm. like, it's all God, right? It's mm-hmm. just amazing. I can see when you're nodding. It's like, I feel your humbleness <laughs> when you're nodding. Like you don't, I, I love that. It's, it's incredible, but you are very talented. And just to see and hear how you're bringing God to people through the music industry is just so sick. So, and I know you're wanting to continue doing that. You're continuing to, I mean, even during the pandemic, you're playing for JoJo. Were you just playing for JoJo? And yeah, she did a, a Colbert performance last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did an awesome job. And um, and her? Yeah, last year, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And Kanye's uh, Sunday services, of course. And mm-hmm. so... When, so now, here in your story, you're playing music, you're, you're doing it full time. How long were you in Texas before you decided to move out to LA for that? Uh, I was there, so back to like the alignment kind of yeah. thing, right? Like, like around the time where like the, you know, the, the faith and fear like started to like balance out uh, my pastor uh, Eric Moore, he was he was a worship leader at a church, but we had connected through music before that. We were working on music mm. together, and uh, he left his church to start his own church, nice. and asked me and Kelly if we would help, like be a part of the foundation of this church. Yeah, uh, which came right around the time that I was like really thinking about leaving Samsung and like all these things, 
So I was like, yeah, you know, that's <laughs> right. Seems like good timing. Yeah, that'll be my focus. And uh, and so that's what I was doing in Texas for, you know, though, for the next four or five years or so was mm. just. Uh, like I did, like I did some touring and a lot of gigging around town, um, but like church, like really focusing on, like just, you know, one helping build the church, but you know, look hindsight, just building my character throughout that time through, yeah, like Eric's discipleship and and that community uh, was a really like grounding, uh, like time for me, yeah. To where, like, you know, you you realize what's important, which is yeah. your character, so which important. is your faith, which is, you know, you staying grounded spiritually. Like, no matter what, like, the highs and yeah. lows, like, making sure that's intact. So, like, that four years, four to five years building there taught me that. And, like, that whole four or five years, like, I wanted to, like, move to New York. Like, <laughs> you were like, I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. I'm like, ready. I'm God's ready. Like, I'm no, ready. you're not. I'm ready. <laughs> And got and not and not even God Kelly Kelly was like it's not <laughs> yes. time yet and Kelly wanted to go too but like Kelly has more mm-hmm. of a like uh, she has more of an ear yeah more for discernment that, yeah yeah for that kind of stuff and she was like it's not time it's not time it's not time it's You're not time you like time. I hate hearing that but I also love <laughs> hearing that thank you but I'm mad right right <laughs> so uh, that whole time you know we're we're there just you know being obedient and. Um, uh, where am I? So yeah, we're there just being obedient. And then like, as far as like the move to LA, I got a call. So actually, so yeah, uh, like I wouldn't call this like a dark time or whatever, but like just time where we were like figuring out, you know, we're kind of at the end of our, like, okay, what are we doing? Uh, Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And like, we both started like dealing with like mental like issues and stuff and staying focused. So we like went, we went on a fast, like I think starting in November of that year, like 2018 or whatever. Uh-huh. And then um, like we just fasted the rest of the year. Um, I'm trying to condense this. Let's fast it. Let's no, fast it through the rest of the year. And uh, like I got a call from a, like a really huge, huge, huge band and uh, went and auditioned. The audition went great. And uh, call my pastor back, tell him, you know, you know, tell him what's going on. And, and he was like, uh, uh, like it ended up not happening, but he like he told me he was like, oh, it's about to be like time for you to ah. go. And uh, excuse me. No, you're good. And then the the church, like, you know, like the first three weeks of the year, everybody does a Daniel fast. Right. So we just kept fasting through that. Yeah. And uh, literally the last weekend of that fast, I got a call from uh, Ye's MD that they were, like, starting, like, this thing (laughs) in L.A. And he was... um, Just this little thing. Yeah, just this little thing in L.A. And he was like, man, if you're flexible for a couple weeks, you know, I'd love to have you out here. And and during this fast, like, the whole time, God was telling me, don't take any work. In, oh, wow. in 2019 like, right. nothing outside of church and so my schedule was clear yeah like yeah. I was flexible to come out to LA and like it was a week to week like kind of yeah. thing and that week to week went from January to February to March 
And then March rolled around and Kelly was like, yeah, okay, yeah, we're supposed to be out there. It's time to go. Yeah, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. Then you guys made the move. And we, then we made the move. And ironically, the, like that first week that I got to L.A. in January, I, one of my best friends was moving from L.A. back to Austin. Oh. And so he went and lived, like, in my house, in our house. my house our house that we have in austin and like he's cool with kelly and you know great uh so he was able to you know go and hold down the fort for me there nice and so when we when it became time to move out here like we already had renters look at god taking care of (laughs) you know what i'm saying and uh so yeah that's how i got to la so then you guys moved here well i guess i should say kelly then moved here kelly then moved here here. yeah in april yeah her sister her, her sister lives downtown, and so I was just crashing on their couch. Mm-hmm. And I have other friends here, too, back from Texas. So I was just crashing on mostly their couch mm-hmm. uh, for that three months or so. And then we signed a lease here April 1st. That's awesome. And then Jordan and I met you guys because yeah. you came to our church, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. Yeah. And now that you've been here for... Oh my gosh. I guess it'll be going on two years in oh January for me. Whoa. Right. It just flew by. Whoa, 2020. That's really mind blowing. <laughs> Truly, I'm like rocked by that. Um, now that you guys have been here for so long, and I've heard that Kelly wants to move overseas someday, like that's her dream. And I'm sure you want to help her in that move and like be there and experience that. That's so cool. Um, where do you see your career going now are you just like right in the middle of it and loving it and like you are super content with the gigs you're getting is it not enough for you are you satisfied like I think because it's so you've got the names right you've got the names that you're playing for and so some people think that that's the end like that's Um, it you've made it um, You're playing Kanye Sunday services. That's crazy. Like he's I'm, got nowhere to go. Like I'm, I'm great. I'm grateful. I'm grateful and content in whatever stage of God's journey that I'm in. I'll say it like that. Because yeah. Like, like that word. Like I always smile. Like on the inside when somebody says like success or, you know, where do you see your career and yeah, like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um. Because like nobody. Like no, like nobody, like nobody knows like God's vision for you except for you. So when people say you're successful, like what is that? Like do they know God's vision for you? You know what I'm right. saying? Like, right. <laughs> man, exactly. you're so successful, and it's like I'm grateful for that. Like I'm grateful yeah. that people see me in that light. But in my head, I'm thinking, like, man, you have no idea what like the vision that God gave me for my career. Yeah, yeah, and like. Like, I'm barely even scratching the surface. Which is, I mean, that just shows God's character right there, right? Yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool to hear because when, whether people are connected to God or not, and they see a successful person and they hear the story of it, you know, they, we never think about the life after success. You just think, all I want to do is get to that success. Like, I will give anything to get to that point. I will be satisfied. But I think 
we will like never be satisfied in a sense. Now don't get me wrong. God yeah. satisfies us, but like there's not an end point. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there, so, there is no, like there, there's no, <clears throat> yeah, there's no end point. Right. Like, like the, the idea of like the idea that people work to retire mm-hmm. is like, like where does God talk about retiring? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. <laughs> and not to and not to talk crap about retiring, sure. but just you know the fact that like people like work 20, 30 years or whatever to get to like this point, yeah, and yeah. then they and then there's like this culture of just like coasting after that, right? It's like something that's like foreign to me now. It's just yeah, right. Like I'm on this like journey of like like building my character and like figuring out what God wants for me and like working through all of like all of my little insecurities and like all that kind of stuff yeah. so that God can like get me to the next phase. Yeah. And I won't even say like next like step up. It's not necessarily a step up. It's just the next phase that the next area that God wants you to be. Yeah. So like treating every area, like I feel like if you treat every, you know, every step along the journey as just like, this is just the phase that God has me in right now to grow in an area. And like, I'm going to use this opportunity to like to grow in whatever area that he wants me to, to prepare me for the next one. And like, you know, he may give you more influence in the next, you know, in the next, um, in the next step in your journey or whatever, but it's not like a, it's not like a hierarchy thing. It's not a like, Oh, I'm, you know, oh, I'm just doing small gigs in Austin, and now I'm doing big gigs in Austin, and now I'm touring, and now I'm, you know, doing this and doing that. Like, it's not a... <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not like a step up, step up, step up, step up. Because it's, then you get in the trap of measuring your success based off the step up. Then then you get into the trap of finding, of, of your identity yeah. mm-hmm. coming from, like, who you're playing with or... Right. Or, like, where you are in your career. And, like, my... Like those four years, right before, uh, before I got out here, like that's what that was teaching me, and I'm very grateful for that. What a great lesson! Um, because now it's like, I mean, I'm again, I'm grateful for all the opportunities that come my way. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, they're just like me inserting like my character and my influence in this place, rather than me looking at it like. Oh, I'm about to do the BT Awards with her. Like, I need to like, <laughs> right, right. You know, I, I need to be my best self and blah blah. blah. It's like, no. Nah, if you're just focusing on being your best self, no matter where you are, like, there's no, yeah. like, the stress of, of the gig isn't there. It's just, oh, I'm gonna just go be me in yeah. this, you know, in this opportunity that God brought my way. Yeah. Like you know, like you just know that God's putting you in these opportunities for you to be yourself in that opportunity rather than put on a show you rather that rather than putting <laughs> maybe on that a was show. A, a pun there because yeah. you're literally putting on a show right 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 <laughs> in a different way <laughs> wow and then, you know that what you were just talking about how god was prepping you in those years that you were in texas just for your character and like the retirement issue not as an issue but yeah, yeah, yeah. like we love those roth iras right but, that's kind of what this podcast is all about and like the vision behind 
what I'm really passionate about is making sure you're living life to the fullest and dying living life to the fullest mm -hmm. because we forget about that. And so sometimes that's almost opposite for people. They don't really enjoy or whatever, <clears throat> excuse me, their process and then they retire and then they enjoy life, but they're only enjoying life for however many years they're still alive. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, was the, years before that a waste right did you work hard enough right for your character with god or were you just, and then that's you know of course just a big old what if kind of a question don't really know everyone's different but it's heartbreaking yeah to see that and everyone has their own calling right so some people are supposed to be working for samsung their mm -hmm. whole life and absolutely. love it as long as they're loving it and bringing themselves absolutely like when people you know when when guys or, or girls or whatever <clears throat> like talk to me about um oh man now you're on the bigger and better things then i'm like no this is just it's just what god had for me right now yeah. like <laughs> so would you say you don't like that term like god's gonna bring you to bigger and better things or is it just in the sense of career that you don't like that um the the well, one, I, I don't, me like personally, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that phrase, but I understand what people mean in certain contexts when they say it. Sure. I try not to, um, but I mean, you know, everything can mean like the right thing or the wrong thing in a certain context. Exactly. So I, I allow, Based off of personal opinion. Right, right, right. But that's interesting because I like to hear that, that you personally don't like that because to you it's like, I mean, what you were just sharing with us about how God isn't always trying to make you go up, 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 and yeah. life is going to be based off of going up. Like God, like God, like God doesn't care about that. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> he yeah. just doesn't care. He cares about issues of the heart. Yeah. So like that's, I mean that like that's my success is like okay, what is God telling me to work on? Am I working on those things? Am I getting like am I getting better at stewarding my money the right way? Mm -hmm. Am I getting better at showing up in the world the way God wants me to show up? Meaning, um, you know, being slow to anger. Yeah. You know, if somebody's getting on your nerves or this year taught us. Or holding your tongue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or or being, you know, being able to minister to somebody or being able to, you know, getting ready for a gig and like somebody wants to pray, be, you know, you being the guy that people look to to say, Hey man, can you pray for us? Yeah, like, yeah. like God cares about man, that honor. stuff more than, more than like any gig or opportunity or whatever. Cause you know, he owns, you know, everything is his anyway. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Right. So he can give you all that. Like yeah. he wants you to care about the issues of your heart. Here's a weird question for you. And I don't know if it will make sense. So we'll see. Because I feel like a lot of people, Christian or not, kind of wonder if it's like a, almost like a calculation to get to the, the answer. Do you feel that the faster and better you work on your character with God, the more, quote, success he will give you? AKA he will give you the desires of your heart if your desires of your heart are success yeah. or in you know what i mean because yeah. some people are truly like i just want this this 
successful career. Like I've been working my butt off. I'm hustling my life away, but I am going to eat you alive. And you, you start to find your identity in that. And like, even if you do get it, yeah, like, you know, you've run your, you're going to run your, your character in the dirt <laughs> because of all the, yeah. all the stuff you had to do to get there. And then when you get it, you feel like it's yours when it's not, when it's not. So like if something goes wrong and it like you start to bear that as a, <clears throat> you know, as a burden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And that's, that's not a burden for you to carry. Like, you know, some like, like I, again, I want to say I'm grateful for every opportunity. Oh yeah. But if that opportunity goes away, like I'm cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you still love who you are. I, you, you have, you're in a so, great marriage. Because again, my success is found in like, am I working on what God wants me to work on? And like, that's just a decision. Like that's yeah. just making a decision every day to like, man, I need to like take care of my, my body. I need to, you know, make sure I'm staying connected with Jesus and yeah, like those sort of things. And like those sort of things you can control. Yeah. yeah. You can't control where your next call is going to come from. Right. Nick, this has been awesome. Truly. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like. Actually, I want to apologize. I didn't even know if this was like. Um, no apology needed. I don't uh, even know what you're about to apologize for. And you can continue, but there, you don't need Well, like, it. I didn't know if this was like, a, you know, I didn't know if I was supposed to stay away from like Christianity no, and no, spirituality no. or not. Uh-uh. Uh, Everyone knows that I'm a huge Jesus lover. Yeah, there so you go. Why not? No, I'm all about that. Well, because I mean, dude, when you are someone who loves Jesus, follows after Jesus, can't honestly not talk about Jesus because Absolutely. Hello. Like we're living our life for him. Yeah. How can you not you can't not talk about him? So I'm really glad you brought that up because even if there's someone who doesn't believe in Jesus or is toe in the line listening to this. It's proof that, I, I mean, now that I've heard your story of like you working on your character with God during those, I guess, hidden years, right? Yeah, yeah. And living life for him. I mean, you've been living life for him. You That goes without saying. But then seeing the fruit of that in certain ways. And like you were saying to you, playing your gigs isn't about the gig. It's about the people that you're playing the gig with or the people that are watching or whatever it is. It's about the people and their connection to God. But, which also, side note, how awesome is it that you got to do Sunday service for God? Yeah. I mean, dude, that's just so awesome. Um, But getting back on track, basically, it is proof that God gives you great things because he loves you and he wants to give you the desires of your heart and your desire of your heart I'm sure was to enjoy what you're doing in music and he's given you some really awesome platforms to do that on absolutely and so it's like no I'm so happy to be talking about that on here yeah I think that that's a really good way to end this this Sunday service (laughs) by the way my jokes are so lame but on Monday I know (laughs) (laughs) Every day is Sunday. Oh, wait a minute. Did I just blow your cover? Is this no, supposed to be live on a Sunday at some point? No, it's not. <laughs> These are released every Thursday. Okay, so. gotcha. Wink. It's a Thursday today. <laughs> That's what today it is. 
so funny. Now everyone knows these have got to be pre-recorded. There's like no way I could keep up with it every Thursday. Okay, so let's let's. Um, I want you to give everybody your Instagram handle. N C Base Physics B A S S P H Y S I C S N C Base Physics. That's me on Instagram and Twitter and. Everywhere. Basically all the social platforms. All the, all the stuff. If people want to go follow you on MySpace, is that their... Uh... Actually, <laughs> do yeah. Do you still I have think, your MySpace? Uh, I mean, do people still have MySpace? Like, is that still... I think it's still up. Yeah. I don't know my login anymore. I, I mean, I've had... Actually, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say I have the same login. I've had the same login <laughs> on stuff for like 15 years. Did you have Zanga? Do you remember Zanga? never heard of it i don't think. oh maybe it was just like a, a local dallas thing but it was like it was like the online diary platform before myspace came out oh uh, i did have black planet i what i you, don't i didn't even know what that was you didn't have black planet no <laughs> you could be making that up right now and i'd have no idea no no black planet was like the you know the black social network when i was you know my, it was around the same time frame as MySpace. Yeah. Oh, man. So don't find him on MySpace, guys. He's don't not there. Don't find me on MySpace. I'm probably not <laughs> Maybe there. Maybe he is there. But if I am there, it's under NC Base Physics. <laughs> okay. NC Base Physics. And as always, you can follow us at Live Sick, Die Ill Podcast on Instagram, or you can follow me at It's Laura Landers on Instagram. But we're so happy to have you here with us, guys. Thanks for tuning in on YouTube or if you're listening on podcast we're so happy to have you please rate review subscribe i'm looking at nick while i do this like he should be doing it but he doesn't have to <clears throat> i think that's all we have for you today hey thank you so much for being here nick of course and we'll catch you all in the next one yeah. peace